0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. Scott Miller here, live from Delray Beach, Florida. Got a lot of good things going on this week. Good weekend. Got the Pegasus coming up this weekend and Got a lot of good racing, a lot of good race cards, you know, uh, when you see all these big stake races that are coming along. So and that's going to be good. The Pegasus from uh, Gulfstream. Uh, we had a lot of good things uh, this week happen to us. And if you go to the website, intv.org, um, on the International Equine Report, you can see the 53rd Eclipse Award Ceremony from West Palm Beach, Florida, uh, presented by FanDuel. Uh, TV, John Deere, Keeneland, and a jockey club. Uh, it's a real good program. You can see all the trainers and who won what award and who was horse of the year. And we're going to leave that up till, uh, until tonight. And, uh, it, it's really a good program. Uh, you can see who the superstars are and who the superstars weren't. That's more, more the question right there. And then, um, if you go on down, scroll down, you can see, uh, quest for equine gold. Uh we have um right now live from Wellington, Florida, uh the thirty two thousand Dodd Technology CS four uh meter and half uh jump off. Um it's really good. It's live from Wellington. Uh you can see what beautiful weather we have in here and you know who's doing what and, and it's really a good good little uh program that we have there. And remember that's live too. Um then we have the uh smart pack uh, uh usef horse of the year awards. Uh that that's down on our domestic equine report uh that we have there. Um, it, it's really good because you who wins, who doesn't. That's what I like about this time of the year. We we start here in January finding out who was what and what sport and who did what and who is going to do what this year. You know, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, then we got live racing from uh Aqueduct uh and from New York. And We got live racing from Oakland Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And we got live racing from Tampa Bay Downs in Tampa Bay. Uh you can see all the latest action and who's winning and who's not and you know just how big the crowds are. And I see everything. Um then we got our Triple Crown tradition, uh uh, we're going to be updating that this weekend with new recipes and, and our timeline, uh, of what we're doing uh, on that on that project. Uh, then we got an interna- international, international, domestic equestrian calendar. Um, I tell you what, we got some real nice uh, articles here uh, that we're doing. Uh, that we got the 2024 20, uh, Summer Olympics coming up. We're following two riders there. Uh, that's from FEI and USA. And then one of the most interesting things that um, we've done here in a lot, a long time is from the United States Polo Association. Um, the Sport of Horses episode it tells you all about, uh, uh, polo. Um, you know, what it takes. It tells you about the horses and the people. It's a lot of good, a lot of good uh, programming there. Very interesting. Uh, you know, to see how they do it and why they do it. it is pretty good. And then, uh tomorrow from Lexington, kentucky we have the one uh, the road to the 1 million dollar uh, event for the quarter horse association uh that that'll be in Lexington, kentucky uh tomorrow it'll be here live on our, on our website and it's going to be interesting you're going to see some uh some cowboys and cowgirls that really know how to get things done I mean it is just unbelievable. And they put a lot of work into it. It's not like training a thoroughbred or a standard bread. Um they have to train years instead of months. They gotta train years just to get where they're at. And that'll be uh live tomorrow um uh, on the twenty seventh, uh live from Lexington, Kentucky. On there. And then uh if you if you go down to how they get there, the twenty twenty four Kentucky Derby. Uh, you got a couple little links there, uh, that you can go to at Churchill Downs and uh, make your plans now. Uh, there's a lot of things going on there. We're just a couple of months away from the Derby. I think we're like 99 days, I believe it is from, from Derby. But, um, start making your plans now because those hotel rooms and, and, um, restaurant reservations and, and seating reservations at Churchill goes pretty quick. And this is the time of the year that you can wheel and deal and get some good seating there at Churchill. And let me uh, recommend this to you. Everybody says they like to be up in the clubhouse, you know, or Millionaires Row, and they like to be in all those places. Well, let me tell you something. You can have a good time just down in the in the general uh, in the general uh, seating area, um, you know, out on, on the deck there. Uh, you, you've got some good, good, good seats there. And I tell you, it's a nice day. Hopefully the weather's good, and um, you can go out, sit out in the sun. You've got a nice view of the track, close to the track, you know, and it's really worth it. And, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, you know, instead of sitting down all the time, it's kind of nice to be able to get up and, and walk out and get a beer or get a sandwich, get a soda, uh, get some ice cream, uh, you know, whatever you want to get. It's all right there, handy to you. The restrooms are really easy to get in and get out of there, and you know that, that that's really the way to go. It's just the general admission. Uh, I wouldn't go into the infield because infield's kind of rough, but general admission there at, uh, at Churchill's really good. And if you go to Churchill Downs dot com, they got all that information that you, that you would need to to uh, get uh, uh, get your seats and get going, getting enjoying the derby. And then uh, this week, um, uh, we've got, we did have uh, the uh, Southwest States at Oklahoma Park, part of our derby prep season. But uh, with weather and snow and ice, they had to change it, and that's now going to be held February 3rd instead of, uh, you know, last week. Uh, and we also had the Holy Bull Live from Gulfstream Park on the 3rd. Uh, we also have, um, the Withers live from New York on the third. And we also will have, um, the Robert Lewis from Santa Anita live on, on the third. So we've got a lot of live racing next week, uh, next, you know, next weekend. So that'll be good. Um, then, you know, uh, we got just a lot of things that are, that are going, uh, you know, with us and for us. So we're liking that. And, uh, I tell you, it's getting so crazy around here, you don't know which way to go, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the horse business is concerned. Uh, a lot of people trying to, uh, you know, uh, have a good year this year and get in the right frame of mind and, you know, get the right horses and the right people, and and it's it's tough this time of year. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the uh, horses that, that, that we thought were going to turn out to be good you know, are not making it through, you know, the initial, uh, charge for, you know, the Kentucky Derby. So it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what we have there. And, you know, like, um, like we were talking about before the weather, the weather this time of year is, is really tough. In the last few months, uh, the horse industry has been fighting a lot of weather, snow, ice, rain, cold. Uh, you know, a lot of trainers had to stop training for a few days, uh, they moved uh, some races from one weekend to the next, you know, and it just makes it tough, makes it tough. You know, We, we, but well, one good thing for a trainer, he said, oh, Mr. Owner, who that weather's been bad, been rough. We're just a little bit behind, you know, and uh, that's the only good thing about bad weather. It gives you an excuse, you know, somewhere you can point a finger at, and, it, and the weather can't argue back with you. That's the good thing. If you, if you blame a person or, you know, uh, a situation, uh, they, they can argue, argue back with you. That's no good, but the weather can't argue back with you. It's fact. You say, Mr. Owner, hey, the weather is bad. We missed a few days and all, uh, but you try to make it up. Um, and, and we're starting like it was a southwest moose to February 3rd as Oakland, Oakland Park navigates weather. After racing was canceled uh, January nineteenth uh through the twenty-first due to severe weather, winter weather at Oakland Park moved the Southwest Stakes from January twenty seventh to February third. The eight hundred thousand dollar Southwest Stakes services so Oakland's second of four prep races on the road to the Kentucky Derby carrying a point scale of twenty points to the winner, ten to second, six to third, four to um, uh, fourth, and two to fifth. And, you know, so now they had to change that. And from the 27th to the third is really not a big deal for the horse. You don't lose anything in your training. Uh, those are, that's a setback that you can get, you know, that you can get through. And it's better that you, uh, you know, race or train on a good track opposed to a bad track. So, you know, there's really not any, you know, any uh, setback on that. Uh, which is interesting, you know, to see the Southwest Stakes is, uh, $800,000, um, at, at, at Oakland. It's a lot of money. Uh, it really pushes the, um envelope, you know, to, uh, where you have to go. And then February 3rd will prove an important day for the Kentucky Derby, uh, trail. Uh, it very, this is very, most probably the most significant weekend that we'll have between here and Kentucky Derby. Uh, now, you know, February 3rd is a big day. Like I said, um, it will host the Kentucky Derby prep races previously scheduled. For uh, that day uh, are the Wither Stakes at Aqueduct, uh, the Holy Bull Stakes at Gulfstream, the Robert B. Lewis at Santa Anita. It will all be run on the same day and the same point scale. So that's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that comes out. Um, you know, with that, uh, I'm telling you, you know, this Derby Trail is going to get real fine this year. Uh, uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of trainers have had to make a lot of moves and make decisions with the uh, owners and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, Nyla, well, I say, uh, I'm going to need me a horse, uh, here he comes down a stretch. Uh, it's going to win. Um, Naira unveils an aqueduct spring stake schedule. Uh, this is important. This is important because it gives them a the time to get a, uh, all the right trainers in and, and, you know, getting everything set up for the public. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how this comes out. They're all going to be running at uh, aqueduct racetrack. Uh, it's going to feature 12 stakes races worth $2.6 million in purses. Um, they have increased the purses of six, uh, of six stakes to be contested during the aqueduct spring meet. Four listed events have received $50,000 boosts, including the top flight stakes, uh, the danger hour stakes, plenty of gray stakes, and memories of silver stakes. Uh, the staff, uh, and the Woodhaven stakes each have been increased by $25,000, raising their purse to $175,000. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get these stakes a little more money to them and get, get you know, some outside trainers coming into New York. Um, the spring meet at Aqueduct will open on uh, Thursday, April the 4th, and continue through Sunday, April the 28th, with live racing conducted uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Spring stakes uh, action kicks off uh, with the Wood Memorial Day, which is a Derby Prep Race Day uh, card on April 6th, featuring five stakes topped by the, nine hundred, by the 99th running of the $750,000 Wood Memorial uh, stakes. It's a mile and an eighth for three-year-olds. It will offer a point system for the Derby of 100 points to the winner, 50 to second, 25 to third, and 15 to fourth, and 10 to fifth. Uh, that, that they'll have there. Uh, Kentucky Derby qualifying points, uh, are, go to the top five finishers and all the prep reasons. So what it does is it gives, uh, doing that, it gives you a chance to, um, catch up points, tighten up, you know, get some sure, assurance points. Uh, it's, again, it's the, it's a mind game for the, uh, uh, for the, um, owners and trainers. And I mean, it is a tough one because you got all kinds of spring meets like this showing up, especially like at Keeneland and, you know, Santa Anita and all across the country. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Now the, follow, follow, uh, the final two weekends of the spring meet will feature a uh, return of the turf stakes with uh, four one-mile races scheduled, including uh, the list uh, stakes. Uh, $150,000 Danger uh, Hour for the older uh, horses on Saturday, April the 20th, and the listed uh, races, which is $150,000 pl- Plenty of Grace for older fillies and mares on Sunday the 21st. So, you know, we're covering grass and dirt there, you know, with them there at uh, Aqueduct. And, you know, it, it's it's good uh, that, that the trainers and owners can sit down with the Race tracks and the racing secretaries, and you know, let them know what kind of horses they're bringing in, and and it really makes a big difference. You know, when you when you can really write some nice races and get the good people in it, and not not saying that you know the bad people are bad, but you know what it does is it gets a top quality horse in, and that's what all the tracks are doing now. Uh, they're they're getting real quality horses, and believe you me, there's enough of them out there you know it's just got to sit down with the owners and trainers and say hey look you know uh, uh, what what can we do to help you get your horse here you know what kind of races can we offer let's talk about it and that's what they do. Uh, you know there for example like it uh, purses increase from the Belmont Stakes festival at Saratoga um the New York Racing Association announced January 24th the stakes schedule for the 2024 Belmont Stakes racing festival to be held at Saratoga June 6th through the 9th. So the Belmont's staying pretty much within its uh, uh, time frame as it has before in the past. But the only thing difference is, is that they're racing it at Saratoga instead of going a mile and a half. They'll be going a mile and a quarter uh, for the Belmont that day and um, they while they're reconstructing Belmont's uh, uh parks track and grandstands and all the good stuff there that they that they did uh, highlighted by the uh at Saratoga the Belmont Stakes uh festival uh highlighted by the 156th edition of the Belmont Stakes Grade 1 on June 8th uh, 2024 the Belmont Stakes Racing Festival includes 23 stake races with purses totaling $10.1 million. The highest purse levels and number of stakes offered since the launch of the multi-day Belmont Stakes uh, Racing Festival in 2014. And so what they're doing is they've created a situation where you can come up, uh, you know, to Belmont, uh, for a couple of days there, uh, for example, the 6th through the 9th. Uh, you know, that's three days of uh, racing there. You're going to see top-end uh, stake races and quality, you know, for three days. And, and it's going to be a real good festival, especially at Saratoga. All Saratoga is the greatest place in the world. It's a festival up there for 30 days prior to that. Anyhow, the Belmont, you know, Saratoga, the month of August is is really good. But now you get a little prelude to the the month of August steak races on uh, June 6th through the 9th. And so, you know, that would be a nice little uh, way to start your summer off, to go up to to Saratoga, watch the racing, and then, uh, you know, go back home and come back again, you know, another uh, month or two later and and see the the regular meet at Saratoga. Um, You know, I keep getting... It's blowing my mind. I've been in this business a long time. And now all of a sudden, you know, they've raised everything up to, uh, uh, you know, top, top-notch top dollar-wise. You don't have to go anywhere outside this country to do that. Uh, and Naira has increased the purse at Belmont from $1.5 million to $2 million in 2024, and the first significant increase since 2014. Um the, the Preakness, uh, unless the uh, purse for the Preakness, a Pimlico race car is similar in height. The Belmont will be the second richest of the Triple Crown races, which uh, the Kentucky Derby uh, will be $5 million this year. So, uh, you know, that's good. Um, you know, it's all about money, you know, and how do you get the money, you know, back into the industry. And you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta raise the purse money for the owners and the trainers. You just have to. You know, you just can't go along with, uh, with the purse structure that they had three or four years ago. It's gotta be uh, done and done now. And that's what's happened. That That's what they're doing. You're getting right to it. And I was so excited because what I like about going to Saratoga, Every day is like a weekend, like a Saturday or a Friday or a Sunday because you got that good of racing, you know, that you're going to be seeing. And I don't know if you've ever been to Saratoga or not, but, eh, boy, I tell you what, you get up early in the morning, you go, go, go all day long, and then you crash at night and you do the same thing again the next day, and you're not even tired. You're just happy. You're in your happy place. Um, Thursday, June the 6th, uh There's the Belmont Gold 2 Cup. That's $250,000 up and at, uh, for four and up on the turf, two miles. We have the Astoria Stakes. It's for two year olds. It's $150,000. It's on the dirt. It's five and a half furlongs. And see that? Now, that's not a derby prep race, you know, where you can get points. Uh, you know, if you got a good horse, it's not a bad little purse to pick up there. You know to to carry on towards you know, the Triple Crown races. It's the Astoria Stakes uh, on June the sixth, two year olds on the dirt, and then they have the Jersey Girl. Never can figure this out. You know it's the Jersey Girl Stakes. Uh, and, and it's six furlongs on the dirt on on the sixth of June, hundred fifty thousand added for filly three year olds. And then, uh, we have another two, two year old race. It's five and a half hundred longs on the dirt and it's $150,000. It's the Tremont stakes. So that, that's really a good, um, you know, a good a week there that you're looking at, uh, you know, coming through it. And then you jump over to Friday, June the 7th. And this is usually a race that's carded for Saturdays. Uh, but the, the race is called the New York. It's a $750,000 added on the turf and going a mile and th- three sixteenths. Um, then on the same day, the seventh, you have the acorn stakes, um, it's for three year olds, it's $500,000, uh, for, uh, fillies and mares, on um, that on the dirt, a mile and an eighth. And then you have the acorn, which is, uh, $500,000, uh, Three-year-old fillies on the dirt. I uh, got to just the game, uh, which is five hundred thousand dollars fillies and mares four and four-year-olds and up going a mile on the turf. And then we have um, Intercontinental, two hundred thousand dollar on the turf, five and a half furlongs for longs, four, uh, fillies and mares four and up. So that that's a, a you know a, a good good little race day, uh, you know on the seventh. And remember, now these are all between the 6th and the 9th. This is Belmont week. This is Belmont week that you're seeing all these races. And, you know, that's going to be a long day for you. On Saturday, June the 8th, um, they have the uh, $3 million uh, um, Belmont States, mile and a quarter on the dirt. And see, they're backing that down to a mile and a quarter because they're not down at Belmont. And it's kind of tough to run a mile and a half race on Belmont on Saratoga's track because uh, you'd have to position the gate, you know, and and, and it's really difficult for them to do. So, so they cut it to a, ha- a mile and a quarter, and everybody's happy with that, because uh, you train a little different going for a mile and a quarter. And that's for sure. Then they got the, metropol- the Metropolitan Handicap, a million dollars on the dirt going a mile. Uh, they got the million-dollar resort, Toronto Casino. Uh, it's going a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf. Uh we have the Ogden Sips uh for uh uh and mares, uh, four and up on the dirt, going a mile and an eighth. Uh we had the Japur come in at five hundred thousand dollars uh for three year olds and up, five and a half furlongs. We we'll got oh this is the good one. You see a lot of good horses and and the reason you do that is is because these horses, they're not sprinters and they're not route, route horses. Uh, they're just right, right at that, uh, point to where they really get going when they hit, hit that finish line and they'll tell them what they'll be after that. But, um, that's the Woody Stevens. That's a grade one, $500,000, seven furlongs on the dirt. Uh, you know, and, and that whole weekend is just nothing but good steak races. Uh, you know, everything's like a hundred, two, to two hundred thousand, 125,000. Uh, you know, it's really pretty cool. And then um, I always like to say, when you go to Tar- Saratoga, take the tour. Take the backside tour. Go back and see what all they're doing back in the back, where you can get up close and personal with all the trainers. You can talk to people out there in person like me uh, up at Saratoga, and it's really good. Um, you'd be surprised all the celebrities that you see on the backside there at Saratoga. And throughout the town during the day, but it's really good to go to. So now, we're like I said, we're at all all this, uh award banquets that we've had here over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, you know, if you go to the website, I tell you what's really good is the is the Eclipse Awards, the the fifty third Eclipse Awards. That, that really uh, tells you who the trainers are and identifies the jockeys and you know, and everybody—that's really a, a good little program to watch. You know, so it was now. Well, I tell you, I forgot all about this uh, on the twenty-third. Uh, we had the Longines World Racing Awards. That was on the twenty-third, and that—that that was a good program uh, because it gets you into uh, all the international programming, and <laughs> you know. We tend to forget that there's other horses out there besides, you know, what we have here in the United States because we really don't hear that much about the, the international aspect of it. But um, it, it was a good program. It uh, had a lot of good horses. So a lot of the horses that uh, won their honors were the ones that, you know, they thought would win. So that's a good program to watch on there uh, out on their website. So now this is the one that we've been waiting for for a long long time i mean we wait for the derby we work for wait for the preakness and the belmont and the the breeders cup but this race kind of really says it all it it gets horses from all over the world we've got jockeys from all over the world owners from all over the world and it's really really a good project um it's the Pegasus World Cup Invitational Stakes. It's being held at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach, Florida. Um, it was inaugurated in 2017. Um, it's a thoroughbred race. Uh, it's on a flat track. Um let's see. The distance is a mile and an eighth. Surface is dirt, left-handed turn, four-year-olds and up. They each carry 124 pounds, and the purse is $3 million. That's a lot of money to go and run, run for there at um, you know at uh, Gulfstream in nineteen twenty nineteen um, Stronach Group partnered with ExpressVest to host the World Betting Championship with the total prize money of four hundred thirty five thousand uh, dollars. The fourth World uh, Cup to be run on January twenty fifth, twenty twenty, will carry a purse of three million dollars. And that that was good. You know, that was good for him. Uh, we had um, Arrogant set the track record in 2017 at a minute, minute 46.8 seconds, four and three-quarter lengths uh the winner, And, I mean, he, he was flying. I remember that day. Um, then we had the speed record. It's 146.8. And it's held by Arrogant. Uh, most wins, uh, no has won the race more than twice. Uh, most wins by a jockey two. I read RTs. Uh, he'll be going for his third victory. And then, um, most wins by a trainer or Bob Baffert. He had two, uh, that, that one the Pegasus, uh, invitational. So it's always exciting, you know, to see races like that. Uh, you know, I, I was just amazed, uh, that life is good in 2022 with high red Uh, he did very well as Todd Tra- Pletcher trained. Um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting to see how that thing comes out this year. Um, it, it's a good weekend in racing and it'll surprise you when you go out there and, and watch them, you know, and I'm telling you, it, it's going to be so good this weekend. Uh, racing across America, I, I just don't know what to do. Um, I do know one thing: um, when we're getting ready to talk about the the Derby and and, and the favorites and everything, and I'll tell you how I what I judge, what I go by. Uh, you know, some people say, "Well, you know, he was a trainer for a long time. Uh, he was a breeder. Uh, he was an owner. He was a hot walker. Uh, you know, he, he's got all different angles." And, and I do. I've got, I've got all different angles. I've seen them from the bottom of the, of the organization up to the top of the organization. And that makes a big difference. And people say I'm crazy, but when it comes down to it, I'm spot on. Now, to show you the importance and why these races are so important and why it's so important to keep our business going through, uh, Throughout the years, the, the the thoroughbred horse employs a lot of people. Just a few of the many people employed by just one racehorse. And the following is: we have the uh, track equipment dealer, the tack shop. We got the farrier. Um, we got the equine massage therapist, physical therapist. We have the jockey valet. We have the jockey agent and the jockey uh, for the employees employee, owners and employers of the thoroughbred horse. We have horse breeding and training farms and all their employees. We have um, blood sock agent. We have uh, auction house people. We have veterinarians. We have the farmer. Uh, we have feeding bedding dealers, uh, racetrack employees. We have, uh, laboratory testing, uh, people, grooms, equine, uh, trans, uh, transportation, exercise riders, uh, we have, uh, outriders and assistant trainers. So, you know, that's just a few of the handful that we have there for, for the, uh, the horse industry. And it's so important because When you go over to the track and and you see, you know, a thousand employees working every day, seven days a week, and they come out of there and you just think about it, the economic boost they have to our community. You got a thousand people working at Gulfstream or Churchill or, you know, what have you. How many of those people stop and get a coffee on their way into work or out of work? How many of those people stop and have lunch? stop and have breakfast before they go in. Uh, you know, they get gas, they get groceries, they get everything. You know, that, that's a lot of people there when you're talking about a thousand people to the economic impact of your community. So so, you know, help support the community by going out and seeing some racing. Um the Pegasus World Cup is is something that uh they have tronic has started, you know, back in twenty seventeen and you know, you want to get people out there to see them. It draws horses from all over the world. Uh, you know, we, like for example, um, uh, Saturday, it's the ninth race, uh, on the card. Uh, I mean, the 13th race on the card at church at uh, Gulfstream. We're getting all wound up here. It's at 540 PM Eastern time. You can come to uh, org and you can see it. But just to give you an idea of what it's going to shape up and look like. We have horses from Pennsylvania, Chile, Kentucky, um, Kentucky, 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 and Kentucky. And it just goes to show you that, um, um, you know, it's a wide, wide range of people that we get in here, uh, to, uh, you know, to see the, the Pegasus. Uh, it's a three million dollar purse going a mile and an eighth, uh, for four year olds and up. And I'm telling you, it's really got me puzzled. This race does. Uh, we've got um, we've got uh, Sappy Joseph Jr., we've got Todd Pletcher, Dallas Stewart, Vicky Oliver, um, George Weaver, Bob Baffert. Uh, he's the favorite with National Treasure in there. Got um got Brad Cox, uh, we've got Pletcher again. We've got uh, Senyo uh, Pletcher again, and Sappy Joseph Jr., uh, in there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with those horses. you have to tune in and see. And, you know, I, I tell you, when you start looking at these, there's one sheet that you can pull off the computer and it tells you about the horse. So, for example, um, the number one horse it will be Art Collector. It's by Bernardini and a Distorted Legacy. Uh, it's got uh, Robbie Al- uh, Alvarado Jr. in the irons. Trained by Belmont and then uh the, the uh uh the horse is just phenomenal and at heart collector he's a he's a good old horse that has been there he knows what to do he knows how to take care of business and then we come down and we, this is a horse that's interesting uh Bob's been sitting on it for a long time and uh, it's defunded with r t s and the irons um, he's, he looks pretty doggone good, uh, you know, coming into this thing. Uh, so, bull boy, um, it's another good horse. Um, uh, I'm telling you, he, he looks good, he's training good. Uh, I just don't know how good he's going to be, though. But, you know, when you, when you sit here and you start looking at all these horses, and it goes through all the year, and I'm getting ready to tell you how to pick a horse in, in a minute here, uh. Brad Cox has got Cyberknife in here, which back in his day was really getting good. We got a horse called Pippy Long, Skippy Longstockings. Um, I'll tell you, I just uh, don't know about her or about him. Uh, you know uh, how far he can go if he can get it done. And then uh, we have White Abario. Uh, he's got a new trainer, and we'll, we'll check into more of that uh, later on today. So I tell you, you know, we're looking at some real nice horses here. Uh, they've been very competitive all year long, and very rarely did they run into each other, you know, on the way to to the Pegasus World Championships. Uh, very rarely did they come on there. Um, we've got a horse from Chile in here. Uh, you know, we've got Americans. We've got all, all kinds of horses in there, and so that's... Uh, going to be a good day on Saturday, the Pegasus, uh, you know, tune into dot INTV.org and you'll be able to see them up there, uh, you know, what all is going on with them. And, and I tell you, folks, and there's so much here that, that's available, you know, for you to go to in the equestrian industry. Uh, like, uh, let me tell you, it's going to be a real show uh, down on uh, Gulf Stream on Saturday. I'm telling you, you know, it's going to be, you know, fancy dresses, hats. Uh, it's going to be everything you can imagine. It's going to be really good. And what I like about it is the way the seating is there and how they treat you. Gulfstream is really good. You you can get all dressed up with dirt with your uh, Pegasus hat or like a Derby hat like uh, with all your good shoes, your good clothes. You're going to meet and uh, clothes on and then all of a sudden you get there and you say, well, you know, uh, we'll go over and listen to the bands. We'll go over and do this. We'll go over and do that. And then it becomes a whole day. It's like a Disney World for the equine If you know, people that uh, uh, want, want to get into the business. It's really good. And so, you know, I keep saying about how I pick horses for the Derby. And I've been pretty successful with them so far, working with them. And, you know, betting on them in the day, back in the day. You know, there's a thing. The program comes out and it's got a handicapper. We got all kinds of shows on on TV and the Internet and in print about who is going to do what. You know, who is going to do what. And... Some of them are pretty good at, you know, picking who they think is going to win the derby. And every couple of weeks, they have Byron King's Derby Dozen presented by Spendthrift Farm. And so I take that out and I look at it, and I go through it, and they they kind of really get, you know, get down to it. Um, They talk about each one of the horses like um, we'll we'll talk about fierceness, Uh, and and it's owned by Repo Stable, and Todd Pletcher's a trainer. Uh, his pedigree is City of Light by Nona Bella by Stay Thirsty. The bloodline is there for a mile and a quarter. It's there. It says, pulling off the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, uh, Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Derby Grade 1 uh, double is no easy task. Of the 39 uh, others with the, that opportunity, only Street Sense and Nyquist, Have managed to successfully uh, win both races. Two stakes were incredibly difficult races to win, as much as it can unfold uh, in six months um, between them. Uh, You know, and and when you think about it, the Breeders' Cup and then the Derby—you got six months to get ready. But how do you keep your horse, you know, really tuned and tight? And you got to remember, coming into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, you're you've got a young horse underneath you. And, and you don't know how his body's going to react and his mind's going to react to, you know, running and winning these kind of races. Uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's the hard thing to do. You do just never do know, you know, how they're going to do it. If it's going to take a lot out of them, if it takes out of their heart, uh, you know, if it takes out of their mind, um, there's so many things that can happen there. You just gotta remember that, um, you gotta get ready for the Kentucky Derby. It's in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's, uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, it opened in 1875. Capacity is 170,000 people that come to it. And they've, they've gotten to that close a few times. Um, you know, that's going to be interesting to see. Then you got the, uh, uh, the Kentucky Oaks, the Woodford Reserve, Turf Classic. Stephen Foster handicap and a Clark handicap, and and these guys are really really tough to to nail down and, and, and win, uh, you know here. But uh, back to the Derby dozen. I'm I'm getting off track here. Um, the Derby dozen is really good. It, it, it's uh, presented by the Blood Horse magazine and Spencer 34. These guys are good at it. They they look at these horses and they analyze them. Now remember. Here in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you how I pick them and why I think that's the best way to go. Um, Fierceness uh, owner uh, is the Repo stable trained by Todd Fletcher. And and this is a well bred horse, uh, and the Repo stable uh, farm uh, um, bred this mare. One of the uh, Juvenile, uh, the British Cup Juvenile, he got got in there, got that done. Uh, and I mean, he, it was tough. Uh, Pletcher was pointing him for the February 3rd Holy Bull Stakes that's coming up. So that's going to be interesting to see how he does. He'll be lightly raced, but, uh, trained perfect like Todd has always done. I was like with, um, uh, always dreaming and, and, uh, Super Saver. That's how he got him to the Derby and that's how they won. The second, part of the Derby Dozen is a horse named Locked. And it's Eclipse Sterebred Partners and Walmart Farm International, trained by Todd Pletcher. So that's kind of an interesting... Um, his third in the November 3rd Breeders' Cup Juvenile in Santa Anita Park was a, a quality performance farther, uh, farther off the earlier pace than expected. He took to the dirt like it was his own. He finished well and, and came out of the race real good. So uh, you know, it, there you go. Tied, two Todd Pletcher trained horses, and I'm lucky because uh, down here at Palm Beach Towns where they train at, uh, you know, I can see them and I can see how they grow over a couple of months, and you know, I can hear all the all the, the scuttlebutt going around about it. You know, what he's doing, and I actually see what he's doing, so they can't, they can't, you know, sugarcoat it and say, oh, well, he did good, but no, he didn't. You know, he, he didn't gall- gallop out as good as he could. And so, um, uh, that, that's what, uh, you know, we are looking at, at with him. Uh, you'll probably see him come up in a, in a Sam Davis at uh, Tampa Bay Downs on February the 10th. Uh, that's probably where you see him the next time out. Um, then Danny Gargan's got a horse called uh, Darnage, and I tell you, he's a nice horse. Uh, he's really strong. He's got a lot, long way to go, but um, you know, he wins. He wins, and I think he's uh, he's going to be uh, pretty good at that. Uh, I don't know. It gets kind of it's kind of tough when you start getting down through here. You know, and you start thinking about well. I go back and look at the races on TV, see what they did, how they did it. Um, and the fourth place was a track phantom. Um, he is a good horse. He's trained by Steve Ashmussen, so you don't need to know any more about that other than the fact. Steve's getting ready for it, and so we'll see. He's at the fairgrounds. So now you see we're seeing horses from Gulfstream now to the fairgrounds. Um, I tell you, he's going to be a good one. Another another horse I like is Sierra Leone. Uh, This is John Magger, Michael Tabor, Derrick Smith, uh, Westberg, uh, Rocket Ship Racing, and Peter Brandt. Chad Brown's the trainer. Um, You know, what, what can you say about this horse? He's consistent, he's solid. Uh, you know, he, he, he's getting educated and he's not, and he's, and he's doing well. We'll say he's doing well. Um, you know, uh, you see a lot of horses, uh, get in this derby dozen and you see how fast they drop out of it. And so what I do is I normally mark down here, um, you know, that they've dropped out and why they dropped out. And then I keep that in the back of my mind. Um. The horse I like, uh, and, and I don't know how good he's going to get, you know, uh, but it, it's just way to be seen. And he's going to be a long shot. Um, we're looking at Timberlake, uh, Sienna Farms, and One Star, trained by Brad Cox, and into mystery, uh, uh Colt. And I'll tell you, he, he's going to be interesting to see him finish fourth in the Champagne Stakes. Um, he was the fourth place center. Uh, uh, finisher in the breeder's Cup. Uh, he, he's, he's doing good. He's just doing good. So, you know, these are the, how they go through them and every week they change, uh, new ones come in, uh, uh, some of these guys will be on this list forever. And, uh, um, you know, you just don't know who it's gonna be. You know, the, the interesting thing about this is, is, uh, Todd Pletcher's got Barn Noble in here. St. Louis Stable with uh, Point Carabreth. And, uh, you know, he's a good horse. He's a good horse. Todd's got like five that he's pointing towards the Derby. You know, and and it's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, what's going to be going on. Um, Especially with this Bob Baffert deal. Uh, With with Churchill Downs, has continued the ban of Bob Baffert from racing at its tracks and his horses uh, from earning money in Kentucky Derby qualifying uh, points, you know positions. Um, it, the, the odd thing about it is is Todd, as, um, Bob's got to get rid of these horses to other trainers by January twenty ninth, which is coming up, which will be Monday, and we'll see where he go where he goes with them. Um, you know, he's just had a. a a long, hard battle with Churchill, and, I mean, it's been tough on him. Sometimes, you know, and I hate to say this, and, I, and I'm not anybody that, that you know, come, any merit that should say it because Bob's done everything he could do. He's a good trainer. He's, him and Jill are good people. You know, he, he, Bob just has a situation where he, he just doesn't know when to shut up, and that, that's like it is with me. You know, I, I you know, I I struggle to talk for an hour and hell when I'm out on the on the track in the morning, I talk all morning long. You know, but when I get under the gun, you know, like the for podcast podcasts and everything, it's uh it's a whole different ballgame. You know, you you gotta learn how to talk and you gotta learn what to say and what not to say and and on. I think that was Bob's problem. He had a lot of success, and I'm not saying that it went to he head, he won the triple crowns and he's won the derbies, and, you know, he's won just about everything, you know, but he can't win in court. And so finally, Bob has, uh, you know, stepped back and said, okay, I'm dropping all my lawsuits against the state of Kentucky, the racetracks, or, you know, what have you, and, you know, I'm just going to see if I can survive, you know, from here on out. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think Bob's going to come back really well loaded, uh with horses, and I think he's going to come back into Kentucky and New York and Maryland and Florida, and I think he's going to set the world on fire because now he's going to be driven. He's going to realize that the more races that he wins, you know, whether it's an allowance race or a claiming race or a stakes race, you know, that just, that just goes to show you that he does know what he's doing. But he's had to refine it, you know. And you gotta remember we're coming up here uh too much from the Derby. Um we got the Kentucky Derby, uh, you know, and it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what happens with uh with the Derby this year. I, I tell you what, this year is gonna be the the uh, the race that's been the most be the most competitive. You're not gonna be able to handle this race. And, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens, you know, here with it. And, and what I like about the 10 Days of Derby, uh, these are some of the races that, uh, that you can see at Churchill Downs this summer. Uh, you got the Arlington Million, and, and the Beverly D, the Churchill Downs Stakes, the Clark Handicap, Derby City, Distaff Stakes, Kentucky Derby, uh, the Trojan, the Kentucky Oaks, the uh, Turf Classic, the Alice Sheba, the American Turf Stakes, uh, the Churchill Distaff. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Every day there's going to be a graded stakes race, you know, uh, with with the Churchill people there. And, and that's going to be good. But, uh, you know, there's just so many ways that you can go to uh, look at handicapping, you know, horse racing. And, you know, like I said, uh, they come out and, and you got the Derby doesn't. Uh You got a lot of these uh, – Uh, prognosticators and all these, uh, you know, uh, people that know the horse business, that know the horse business. They don't pick a winner, you know, and if we could all do that, you know, we'd be so rich we wouldn't, you know, we'd be buying us a derby horse. But this is how I, how I do my Kentucky Derby picking. I look at all the gambling, uh, information on the Kentucky Derby on what the sports betting world has out every, every week. They've got the top, you know, 50 Derby horses and there's a lot of information that goes into it. And the most important thing, what I look at is who's betting what, you know, that's going to give you an idea because basically what I'm saying is, if you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people betting on the Derby, it could be, uh, you know, fierceness. It could be, uh, uh, one of any of the 20 in there that they're betting on. But I always go through Las Vegas and watch it because when you've got a lot of people looking at a horse, then, then you know that they are getting close. Um, You know, the more eyes you have on a horse, the more information you have on a horse, the better your educated guess could be. Not saying it's going to be right all the time because there are going to be a lot of long shots in there. But what I do is I go through the books in, uh, Las Vegas. I don't bet them, but I just go through the books and watch who's coming in, in and out of the Derby Dozen. So what I'll do is this was the first Derby Dozen that came out this week. And, uh, so what I'm going to do, is I'm going to go uh, over this weekend, I will get on the Internet, and I'll go to the websites of the, of the books that are booking all the derby horses that they do every year. And I'm going to go through, and I'm going to take this Derby Dozen. And if fierceness is the one that everybody's betting on, he's going to get a, get a, a number one rating. Um, a horse, I think, that might not get a lot of money, is locked, stable me. Uh, he might, you know, drop down to fourth or fifth on on my sheet. But I just see where the money's going on him and how it's being bet, you know, and, and that type of thing. And especially at this stage in point, you know, this is early betting. This is early betting. So you got a lot of people that are betting that, that um, you know, might have a little knowledge. You know, why are they betting him now? You know, and then we'll see how he goes in his next time out, uh, which will be, uh, probably the Holy Bull, you know, is where he'll, he'll, next time he'll start. So I'll see how many people bet on him at the Holy Bull and, uh, you know, just kind of go from there and, and see what happens. But what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge. And, you know, I can't sit down with all of them and say, hey, well, why do you like him? Why why don't you like him? You know, I can't do that. But to, the, to cut to the chase is they answer all my questions about that horse when I see how much money they're betting on the horse in the Florida Derby, in the Holy Bull, in any of these prep races. And so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you see uh, – You know, $100,000 being put on this horse, you know, to show, that tells me that, you know, this horse is is going to be a serious contender. But at the end of the day, and you get that last uh, derby dozen that will come out here in about, uh, let's see, about four weeks, I mean, uh, eight weeks, uh, we'll find out who's there. But what I'm saying is uh, you got all these people that have knowledge of the business. And for some reason or another, they're putting money on this horse, you know, for the Derby. And they're putting them on this, you know, for the uh, prep races. And, heck, you know, they might, they might come in here and, you know, run up the track, you know, in, in the Holy Bull, you know, and then come back and win the Derby. But I follow the money. I follow the money because all their brains are being put together, their education, their uh, of gambling and, and the horse business is all being put together at one time on one bet. And I like that. That tells me a lot. You know, if you got, you know, a million dollars being bet on him in a holy bull, you know, then you know that that horse is the real deal. And so then I wait for the next uh Derby dozen to come out, and I'll see how much that list has changed, who dropped off of it, Who's still on it? Who moved up? Who didn't? You know, and that tells me everything. And that's the greatest thing in the world. It's Byron King's Derby Dozen, uh, presented by Spencer Florence. And you can go to uh, the Blood Horse and you can see it on the Blood Horse. And, and I like to watch those top 12 because I'll be honest with you, at this stage and point of the year, those top 12 aren't going to change too much. Uh, it could. But, you know, I doubt it because they're in a position now to where they got two more races before the Kentucky Derby. Two more races they're gonna have to run these guys before the Kentucky Derby. Uh maybe three at the most. But for sure two. And that derby doesn't tells me a lot. You know, I don't know I don't know if the you know who's betting what and how much money's going in and and, and the other thing is too, I always like to see uh you know, what part of the country the money comes from. And that, that's always interesting, you know, to see what happens. But, uh, it, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good time to the Derby. Uh, it's coming up, like I said, in a couple of months here, about a hundred days, I think it is. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what all is going on, uh, you know, with it. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do. Go to ChurchillDowns.com, and you can see exactly, you know, what they got coming up. And like I said, uh, you know, you can go to the web, go to my website and and go down to Churchill Downs. Go to int dot dot org. Uh, you know, and click on, go down, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and uh, it'll tell you. Uh, you'll see Churchill Downs, and uh, it, it's really good. The journey starts here, and it starts with the owner. But you know, you click onto that, and, and it'll take you right to the. Uh, To the Churchill Downs website, you can kind of plan out your little vacation or, you know, when you're going to go or how you're going to do it and and everything. And I tell you, you know, like I said, I I was in 17, uh, there at Churchill Downs for 17 Kentucky Derbies and I was with some big gun horses, uh, you know, when we were there, some of them won, some of them didn't, you know, most of them didn't, but some did. But the exciting, most exciting thing about it was, is that. You know, I was part of the Kentucky Derby. It was great to be a part of the Kentucky Derby. The dream was alive, you know. That's how they get there. You know, it's just a a chance of a lifetime and a a lifetime of chance. And it's the life that lives up to the Derby, not, not the Derby that you remember. But I really had a good time not going to the Derby because I could stay at home. I could barbecue. I could do all the things, have the friends over and not have to worry about, you know, uh, uh, working until 8 o'clock that night after the Derby and then being back at the barn at 4.30 in the morning. You know, so, well, that's it for this week, folks. I just kind of rambled on here and, you know, had a good time. I don't play golf, so it's cheaper to do a podcast than it is to play golf. So if you've got anything you want to put on a podcast, give BBS and the boys there a call. Tell them Scotty sent you. Talk to you next week on the International Equine Report.